In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Jared Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. All right, well, Peter, thanks for joining us here on uh, Baseball Isn't Boring. Um... This is our first meeting here. My name's Reese. Um, if you want to introduce yourself, plug whatever you got right up top. Uh, feel free, man. Go go ahead and uh, plug whatever you guys got going on over there. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, yeah, I guess day-to-day for me, it's hosting Locked on Marlins. So plenty of time talking about the Marlins. Uh, you can catch that show daily, would you believe? The daily Marlins podcast. <laughs> Crazy. Um, for those listening, probably like, what is that accent? Let me just cover that as well. Like, I'm based in the UK, uh, in, in Leeds in the UK. So, uh, yeah, I follow the Marlins all the way over from the UK, watch every game pretty much, podcast about them most days. Uh, and for those yeah. that want to follow along on, on X or Twitter or whatever everyone's calling it these days, <laughs> at Miami Marlins underscore UK. So, yeah, find me there. Nice. Um, that's a. I feel like that's a good sign for the Marlins that their their biggest daily podcaster is uh, in another country and another <laughs> continent. So that's a <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, cheers to that. I'm drinking some some tea for you. I knew we had you coming on today, so nice. uh, switch switching it up. But uh, so the the point of this podcast is we're kind of going to go around uh, the league before the season starts. Um, and I kind of just am going to play some devil's advocate. I want I want to hear everyone's pitch for their own team um, mm-hmm. on uh, on why you guys think you're gonna you're you're gonna win this season if that's how you feel. Because uh, I know I'm probably going to talk to some people on certain certain fan bases that are going to be like, "Look, man, we don't <laughs> we might not really have a chance this year." <laughs> um, but when it comes to the Marlins, like I'm originally a, a Florida guy. I'm from South mm-hmm. Florida. Um, it's always been a team that I I want them to do well. And they just never quite get there. And it's yeah. always exciting. It feels like consistently um, you guys have like a young group every now and then. It's like someone that I really like and they'll get traded away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going over uh, some of the roster um, currently. I know they, you know, they're still in spring training right now, obviously, but um, Luzardo, I think is like one of those guys before he was on the Marlins. I was like enamored by him, just watching him, just a young dude who was, who was, uh, you know, just getting going a strong lefty pitcher. Um, but in the fact that he's pretty publicly been like, I want to be on the Marlins, like, I want to be here. I want to stay here and do that. So what are some things, especially going through this off season, I know they've made some big moves, um, or some moves, and then they've gotten rid of, there's some guys who didn't, you know, that you guys would have liked to have back, uh, you know, Solaire and some mm-hmm. of those guys. But uh, give me a quick rundown. Like, why, why are you excited about them this year? What do you, what do you guys got going this year? Yeah, I mean, listen, from a Marlins standpoint, they were in the postseason last year. So, yeah, yeah. you know, let's, 
Let's not forget. <laughs> they, and they were the five seeds, so they, they they didn't even sneak in. Like, I mean, you know, they didn't sneak in. They were the five <laughs> seeds. Um, and they you know, this offseason, it's all it's been about, you know, Kim Ang going. And it's all been front office stuff, which is like in some ways the least sexy stuff, right? You want them, you want to hear the headline of let's go and sign Shohei Otani. But unfortunately, True. the Marlins have gone, well, we're gonna. We're going to move on from Kim Ang and we're going to replace her with Peter Bendix and then, you know, hire a load of analytical dudes to come in in the front mm-hmm. office. It isn't really what the fan base is totally excited about. You know, they want right. to, you know, they want to build on last season. I think that's it, right? But there's things that are necessary in this market. And I think this is necessary to run an organization like the Rays, let's say, on a lower budget and do it well. And I think we get that. And I feel like this offseason has kind of been ultra, it's felt ultra slow, you know, from mm-hmm. a, a Marlins perspective. It's, you know, there's just rumors about them trading away Lozada, the guy you mentioned, right? There's rumors of them trying to make deals to, to trade Lozada. And you're like, man, are they rebuilding? Like, is this a rebuild that's happening? And you're <laughs> right, thinking, right. why? Like, why? Okay, I get it. Sandy Alcantara is gone, but for the year. But this isn't the time to rebuild. The core's here. It's a young group. There's mm-hmm. a core there. Let's. Are we going to spend any money? We, like- it's time to. It feels like it's time to build on that core, especially with. Yeah. I, I don't know. You get a guy. You get a a dynamic player like Tim Anderson. Let's say who who mm-hmm. took forever to sign, and um, you know, obviously there's some off the field stuff there. But it's like if he plays the way that he can play, he's yeah. one of the most exciting and electric shortstops in the game. And no matter what, oh. someone wants to come at me and, and and tell me what they feel about him. It's like if he plays to the way he can play. And then also you get a guy like Nick Gordon, mm. who in my eyes, um, super talented guy, a young dude still. Um, and you have him with Luis Arias and Nick Gordon and Tim Anderson. You have all these guys to create this core of, you know, speedy, um, dynamic players. Yeah, And if they play the way they can play in a setting where sometimes that that synergy um and it might not be a blockbuster guy it might not be the biggest guy or the guy who you you're looking to get but a guy like nick gordon coming in from minnesota uh where he you know didn't really play up to his full potential i don't i don't think um and he's he's a florida guy his brother played for the marlins like sometimes it just takes being in the right environment to create a core group like this or, you know, find a player really f- figuring out his own, his own way in there. Um, so I do think like, I'm excited for the Marlins this year. Yeah. And I don't know how you, I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this, but um, as a, a former player, uh, I think Skip Schumacher at the helm has done a great job and I'm excited to see him kind of continuing and grow as a manager. And I, um, yeah, I, I feel how you feel about that one. I'm with like Skip. Absolute stud. Uh, I yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. like, to be honest with you, you know, when you look back to, to last off season, you know, Don Manningly with the club a long time, you then mm-hmm. like, okay, great. We're going to move on from Donnie. What's, where are we going? What direction? You know, first time manager, young dude, guy that's like not, you know, he's relatively recent, re- you know, retired. So he's sure. a new school dude, right? But equally, man, Skip rolls in and you hear him speak and you're like, okay, I get it. And it's all like this guy knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, no doubt. So Skip was absolutely he was he was an absolute stud last year, no doubt. Um, just going back to what you're saying about the guys that were acquired as well, you know, like obviously Tim Anderson, um, Nick Gordon, you, you layering in that um as well with with Arias that you've mentioned. And you got Jazz in there too, right? Like these 
this is a group that you can be super excited about, like a super kind of toolsy athletic group. Like Marlins, Marlins fans are going to enjoy watching this group, I think, offensively. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Like, can can they get, you know, the Tim Anderson we hope? And can you get the Nick Gordon that, you know, the promise that's been there? And can you get a healthy jazz? And can yeah. you get Arias hitting nearly 400 all season? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. this team, like the offense will look after itself, I, I yeah. think, in some ways, and, and take a step forward and be fun. That's the thing. Like, the Marlins market, the, the Miami market, it's got to be fun. Like, you can't just kind of drone along right. and grind stuff out. Like, the, if you want the fans to come, and listen, Bruce Sherman wants the fans to come big time. Yeah. It's got to be exciting. You can't and it is, just... It is one fun. of those things, too, especially after, like, a year of... Uh, the most electric world baseball classic yeah to date uh kind of getting the world to watch for the first time um and it's in miami and it's like they're there they they know baseball and they want to watch it and it's like and that's why like no especially being from florida it's like i know they're there and i want them to be good because i know how electric it can be and imagine if they do make it you know beyond the opening round of the playoffs um I'd say but, just uh, on that point, though, like it, the, the one frustrating part of last season, everything that went into that year, the Marlins had a great season. It was amazing for the fan base that was following, mm-hmm. no doubt. The disappointed part is they didn't get one one home game at all. I know the wildcard format's kind of flexed yeah. around, but yeah. you know you get a three game series, but no you know no home game for the Marlins in that in that seeding or whatever. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. It would have been really intriguing to see what you know, even if it was just one game in Lone yeah. Depot what that would have looked like, what the atmosphere would have been like. I think it could have been pretty wild. And all I have to say about that is just, you know, you guys got to be better. So got to be better. Exactly. (laughs) Improve your seating. (laughs) I'm just talking like a coach now. just like, you know, we have these, we're like, man, it would have been cool to play here. And they're like, well, we got to be better. And then we can. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) uh, It's in in your control. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm excited for this season for you guys. I'm, Mm -hmm. uh, I do want to talk about, um, because like you said, the offense is going to take care of itself. Uh, but when it comes to pitching, mm-hmm. um, it feels like another thing where it's like the Marlins are one of those teams that, I mean, Alcantara is uh, kind of an enigma here where he just kind of came out of nowhere and everyone was like, this is an ace. Like some guys mm-hmm. just set themselves apart um, and that's who they are. And that's what he's one of those guys, you know what yeah, I mean? And it's unfortunate that he's, he's injured and out for the year with um, Tommy John, but you guys have some other exciting prospects coming up this year. One of them was pitching today. He might mm. – I don't know what time that game – I'm on the West Coast, but I know uh, Yuri Perez was going going today, and uh, that's a young dude people are excited about. Um, and then you guys have kind of this young core of of electric starting pitchers. Um, and then, in my own opinion, it feels like they either – it doesn't quite, you know, pan out or they, you know, they just mm. kind of stay in this, like – this prospect rank and then it kind of, they just, you know, you don't hear about them anymore. Um, But what do you guys have to say about that? What do you guys think about that? What do you guys wish um, when it comes, not wish, but like, what are your hopes when it comes to the pitching staff? Um, Cause especially with a young group, it's like for a whole season, 162 games to consistently fire on all cylinders is uh, sometimes you need that, that, you know, staple in there. You need that veteran guy. Yeah, you do. You do. I think, you know, this is this is the thing with Sandy last year. Like, he took a step backwards. I mean, a lot of the pitching mm-hmm. took, took a step back with the rule changes, right? Like, it was the first year where we had the no shifts, yeah, all yeah. the stuff going on, the clock. Like, 
Mm-hmm. It was different. Yep. So it's hard to understand how far of a step and how much of a regression you saw from Sandy. But, you know, he did regress a touch. Um, but what we saw was the innings too, right? And that's the thing you could guarantee with Sandy. The yep. innings are there, no doubt. And mm-hmm. from a Marlins end, to your point now, what does the staff look like in 24? It's young and it's filled with guys that are on innings limits for various reasons. So right. they're going to have to get ultra creative to fill high quality innings if they're in the mix. And I think that's going to be the intriguing factor. And this is the interesting part of like Peter Bendix and his world. Like, is this going to be the raceway in Miami now? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be ultra creative pitching matchups and openers and bullpen days and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff that, you know, you need to do? Because like, you know, Lozado's probably going to be stretched out as much as they can. Right. But that'll be the first time he's ever done that, really. Yeah. And everyone else has just got so many question marks. So there's so much talent. The ceiling's super high um, for this group, but man, oh man, it needs to be managed closely. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, this going to be tough. sometimes. Sometimes you, it's uh, with, with a guy like Luzardo, who's the one thing I noticed when he was uh, with the Athletics beforehand was um, it seemed his his demeanor in the way that he's approaching games feels like a veteran. I don't know. Sometimes when I, I was a I was a pitcher. Um, and it, it, watching him just feels a little different. Um, you know, it's nice to hear him say that he wants to be in Miami and create yeah. that core. But sometimes with those guys where it's like you're going to you know, you're going to be stretching. It's like sometimes you have to just let them go, you know, and not worry yeah. about people are going to get injured, whether you let them go or you don't. Um, yeah. And that's one thing uh, that I would like to see them just be like, hey, let's let some of these guys establish their leadership and not really put constraints on him. I mean, there's only so much Skip can do as a manager as well. But, uh, you know, when you have overarching front office coming down on you and being like, well, you got to do these things. And yeah, it, it, it sucks to hear too when, you know, not not you necessarily, but, you know, any fan base kind of go after a coach or someone when they're like, I have to go, I have to, I'm being put under restraints here uh, or constraints here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be – I really would like to see some electric young guys out of there, but kind of some guys establish themselves as, like, core MLB starters. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, they need it, too. I'm being redundant here, but – No, they yeah, do. They, they need absolutely it. do. The, the the other thing, too, like, when you look at 23, the MVP of this of, – of the Marlins, when you look at it, is like, how did the – how the how were the Marlins the five seed? How did they win so many games? They won it because the bullpen was insane, and they won this nuts, like crazy yeah. amount of one-run wins. And the question will be is, like – can they do it again? <laughs> and the other question mm-hmm. would be, do they need to do it again? Because the offense could be better. So, you know. And also you guys have uh, one thing that when we were talking about offense, uh, in addition from last year that I liked, um, also believe from the White Sox was Berger. Yeah. Uh, and him coming in, if he's, I, I've, that's a that's a guy I liked watching. And it was only in short samples, but um, seems like a guy who wants to be there and is excited to be there. And also has pretty high ceiling as a, um, like an RBI guy and a and a power guy. So yeah. um, that left side of the infield, and you know, hopefully they can get something going. But um, how do you feel about? I want to I want to get into this. This is kind of me playing devil's advocate because I would love to see I would love to see Tim Anderson uh, really explode this year. He's so fun to watch, uh, you know. But uh, it's going to be Tim Anderson in Miami, <laughs> and I feel like. 
that man is going to love the city of Miami. No doubt. In ways that he's not allowed to publicly talk about. Uh, I think this is the so, biggest risk, right? You've got like Tim Anderson. Yeah, all of a sudden, like I'm looking around, you've got Tim Anderson, you know. Like, where's Tim? Yeah. Nick Gordon and Jazz are big pals. Like, you know, this group to yeah, me yeah. sounds like a dangerous nightlife group to me. Like these, boy, <laughs> these boys are going to be tearing it up. Yeah. Like. Big time. And uh, to be honest with you, I'd throw a few of the other guys in there, maybe slightly lesser known, but like Jesus Sanchez yeah. and Brian De La Cruz, they're a fun group sure. as well. And, you know, you know relievers too as well. There's always some loose cannons in the bullpen as well. Oh, dude, uh, pitchers you know, animals, are nuts. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, Those guys are I wild. Mean, these boys, I, they, they could be a lively group. I think it's I love that. Uh, hey, that's always, as long as you do it right, that oh, it yeah, always adds to it, you know. People, the the general public doesn't really know what goes on behind the scenes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if they did, I feel like their heroes might be different. But that's only <laughs> coming from knowing certain people. Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, it was so funny to me when like I saw that Tim Anderson signed mm-hmm. uh, with the Marlins, and that was my first thought. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh wow, <laughs> he's going Uh-oh. to Miami. Um, South Beach could be lively. Hey, hell yeah, man. All right. Well, um, yeah, these are, uh, I appreciate you coming on today, but I do want to leave you with one, one final question. And it's kind of what I'm going to ask everybody. Um, okay. uh, so you, you are the representative for the, the Florida Marlins when it comes to uh, the baseball is boring uh, podcast here. Uh, I want you to state your case on why you think the Marlins are going to be better than they were last year. Why you think the Marlins are going to be better than the five seed uh this year and why you think the marlins are going to succeed if you do (laughs) (laughs) exactly you're leading the witness here for sure but uh i'm with you i i think the marlins will be better um for a few reasons primarily the front office has changed there's going to be more analytics rolling into this club and this team they're going to be managed different it's going to look different and i think that that's going to help them the offense is better primarily because they've taken away some really poor performers from last year and they've added some studs. The offense is going to be better. The rotation is young and healthy and fun. And the question will be, can they get through the innings? I think they can. Can the bullpen hold up? I think it can as well. So broadly, the offense is going to be better. The pitching will hold up. It's going to be a tough division as it always is in the East. But I think the Marlins will be over 500 as a club. That's their target, is to be an over 500 club. I think mm-hmm. they'll sneak in the wild card. And frankly, the way the, the postseason works now, it's like anything can happen. It doesn't matter yeah. about the seed, to Absolutely. be honest with you. It's irrelevant. And so you got to get in to win it. And once you're in, anything can happen, to be yep. honest. And that, the goal for the Marlins is to get in. Um, it could go wrong and the wheels could fall off, frankly. And they could fall off big time. But I don't think they will. I, I don't think they will this year. I think they're, they're in it to win it this year. And I think it's going to be a real fun team to watch, to be honest with you. There's going to be a lot of vibes in this clubhouse. Yeah, well said. I do I do love hearing a, a Brit talk about baseball because it makes it feel like it's a, it's like breaking news and that something something terrible has happened. That's what <laughs> I'm like, man, it's just spring training. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, um, but that's I think you I think it's very well said. I did look up the the Miami Marlins spring training game today and they tied one to one against the Cardinals. So you, you that do what you got to Yeah, I know. All, all <laughs> cylinders, Miami with three hits overnight. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Uh yeah. But um, hey Peter, thank you for for coming on today. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll have you back later in the season, maybe do a um a halfway through 
kind of recap and an update. But uh, thanks again for having having to to. I know you guys are. What time is it there? Also, like what? Uh, twenty past nine. So nine. Yeah, nine okay, twenty p.m. That's, that's I think eight so hours. Bad. But I appreciate it. Um, yeah, sure thing. A lot of and fun. if you want to plug your your Twitter, your your Instagram, your YouTube podcast, anything, go for it right now um, before we close out the show. But uh, I just want you guys to have a platform as well. So good, man. Listen, I appreciate it. It's a fun conversation. I always like talking about the Marlins and positivity around the Marlins too. And I'm 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 definitely on the optimistic side. I would say I always. Yeah, yeah. They need always, that. Um, they need that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, if you want more of that, then Locked On Marlins is there for you. YouTube and podcast form, hit it up. Daily pods, five episodes a week at least uh, on that one. And for me nice. on on X at Mammy Marlins underscore UK. I'm too old for Instagram. <laughs> it seems like I'm 40, and it feels like it's not my area to play in Instagram. So I'm just on X or Twitter. That's where you'll find me. Nice. So come and come and have fun over there. Nice. Well, sounds. Good, man. I'll give you a follow on there. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, download. Uh, baseball isn't boring. It's uh, available on every every streaming platform. So, you know, Spotify, Apple, Odyssey, wherever you guys get your podcasts. But um, we're going to have a ton more of these, one with every single team. So starting off with the Miami Marlins um, and Peter Pratt. So have a good one, man. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you guys.